Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair. The Queensland Winter Carnival is heating up. Find better odds on Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Good morning and welcome to the SA Betfair Edge. Play your way with Betfair and find better odds on the French Open. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Someone who does love her tennis. Uh, she might love her tennis as much as she loved riding Group 1 winners, of which she wrote a few. Her name is clearly not the sweetheart of the South Australian turf. How are you, Claire Bear? I'm great. Thank you, Miles. I do like my tennis. Is that just is that a lucky guess? Oh, it was a lucky guess. <laughs> I don't write my intros. You know that. It was a lucky guess. I love tennis. And I thought, gee. I'm not very good at it, though. I'm going to take a shot in the dark here, and I'm going to say, Claire would love her tennis, surely. I, was, I love the special case at the um, Oz Australian Open. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of um, Tanasi Kokonakis. Oh, yeah? Adelaide boy. Good yeah. South Australian boy. Yeah. Hey, uh, the carnival's over. It was a big four weeks. I think it was a really good, I thought it was a really good um, combination. I mean, it, perhaps it wasn't so great for some of the local trainers. I mean, Mick Price and uh, Michael Kent Jr. Didn't dominated. they clean up? It was so good. For, I'm, I'm really big fans of them. And um, But in saying that, we did see some local jockeys and local trainers uh, compete very well. Um, we were just talking um, last week, Paul Gatt had the best losing day we've ever seen. He ran the second and third and all those big races. It's probably more money than he, if he had a ridden a winner a normal weekend. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Great performances by a lot of the local horses as well. I just want to mention off the top, though, our midweek cards, though. I know coming off the back of a carnival, but geez, our midweek cards are dwindling. Uh, The Wednesday card, this one gone, and the the one previous. Hoo-wee. They have been... One tough shopping. And did you see the first three at Balaclava? They're all well into the double figures. It's, I was going to say, is that because you, um, you couldn't pick a winner? No, no. It's, it's, I odds. say they're bad when I can't pick one. And <laughs> it was no different last week. I had a proper strip out, Claire. Australia-wide. Uh, seven bests, I think. I had about uh, six seconds out of seven bests or something like that. So it was a strip out for me. You went well. Um, we'll run through the races briefly. Pearl Bandit got not usual glorious, and Stubby just gave this thing a peach, and it, it brained them. How often do we have the trainer on and they have a winner? We just didn't get the right one with Leon. Um, it was good to have him on last week. Um, not usual glorious probably does appreciate a little bit more sitting out of the ground. The track actually came up a good four last Saturday, um, which, you know, good to note we've had rain this weekend, and Murray Bridge will probably be a soft five or soft six. But, yeah, um, not usual glorious. Keep an eye out for it on the wet tracks. Uh, extremely lucky. I found this one, Claire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> $1.40. Well, we actually had uh, a secret war I threw in was my uh, Raffi and ran a nice place. But, yeah, extremely lucky. is certainly the horse to follow going into the spring. Um, I'm pretty sure the stable said they're going to give it a little freshen up um, and we'll keep an eye on that when it resumes. Uh, let's go to race number three, cash and checks. Now, I can't remember if it was you or Lockie, but someone, it was you. Yeah, got to have Ashton Downing in. Uh, we've got to have, so have her in. Yeah, we've got to have her in going well. And But it was a good win. And the money came too, didn't it? Someone knew because it got plonked. Yeah, good ride, John Allen. Three tears, Peter Hardy. Um, obviously, Peter Hardacre is a, a big fan, like one of our big. Well, we follow him. As I was going to say, he's one of our big fans, but we're a big fan of his. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was trying to say. Um, yeah, and so we'll have him on again. And uh, his horses are going really well. This is where I kick myself, right? Because I, I said it was a genuine three-horse race. I've made see you in heaven a best. I've given Maximilius and H2O a big push. Now, I know Dal and a few people that listen to the show, they messaged me and said, thanks for the trifecta, Miles, because they took these three numbers, but I got it wrong. Maximilius, $20. See you in heaven. Just, yeah, just couldn't get there. And H2O, I mean, is doing nothing wrong. I think Maximilius, um, written tycoon, um, little colt, I think is a horse that's got a big future. They obviously really liked this horse and, and 
I think they had this in mind. Um, obviously, ran okay at Caulfield at the last start, but you never really know when we think See You in Heaven, they've got a big opinion of her. So I think all three of those horses in H2O are ones to keep in a blow on in the spring. Uh, race number, what was it, five, the Centauria. Well, I took on Foxy Frieda and I made Silent Submarine uh, my each way value. That runs fourth, of course, and Foxy Frieda just brains it. Yeah, well done, Andrew Nobler and Billy Egan. I had La Dragon Tea. Uh, which ran not a bad second and certainly one to keep following. But, yeah, Foxy Frieda probably deserved that win. Now, let's get to the SA Phillies Classic. I I've, I nearly vomited. The map. What about that? What about the finish on the map? For absolutely airborne, airborne late. I had it huge to run a place. The Amazonian too good. Lady Chant ran second and great mystery at any old price. The map flew from gate 20 and ran fourth. But... The Amazonian was mentioned, but it wasn't by me. It was by me. Yes. You had a yeah. stellar, stellar um, day. Look, look, Mark Zara, good ride. Mick Price, Michael Kent. Um, but you're right, the map is, again, one of our local horses to follow. How, um, at this stage of the day, would you just have the bit of swag going? Chest out, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, chest out. You were this airborne. This race seven is the one that got me excited. Yeah. RA Lee Stakes. This is a tough race. It was, uh, you know, when you're looking through the field and, um, you know, Della Sam was obviously short, um, you know, but it's a bit hard to back him when you're sort of thinking about, like, you're taking him on trust. Um, and yeah, Belle Placier got oh, chocolates. You are. <laughs> if you could see her face at the moment, tell the listeners out there, you are grinning ear to it. You were on fire. Excelsior, I thought, was strong enough. That was my pick. Ran third. We're happy to take on Dallas Sam, but you, and you actually kept me alive there because I had. I only put Bill Placer and McCordy off the back of you. So, oh, well, thank you. So uh, yeah. I followed I followed you and you helped me out. Cherry now, Tortini was probably a little bit stiff. It was only really just a bob of the head, so one to follow again. Now, and then this is where the quaddy all went to the you-know-what. Now, uh, I, did, I couldn't have had this. The good word. It was an interesting race. It probably didn't um, – the pan didn't – the race didn't pan out like we had expected it to, no. to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I've got to say that Saber 2 Excel probably didn't jump as clean as we thought he might have. Behemoth probably was shuffled back a little bit more than what he probably had or wanted. Um, and just really, Zach Spain, I've got to say, that was a very mature ride. It was. Yeah. Um, Went straight I, to the front. I reckon I had eight horses. Um, I know other people had nine horses. And I don't think many people had either any of the first four. Mm. I didn't even have any of the first four in my quaddy. Frankie Pino was um, flying home and newly heard. Oh. He's one I normally follow. And Bella Nipatina, which we did like. Um, you know, if you've been following her from the Kiramar, David Eustace stable, um, you know, it was probably a little bit stiff as well. But really, you can't really – I just think the way the race suited, it, you couldn't make ground. Sort of two years in a row, it's thrown up a bit of a doozy like that with how it's panned out, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Um, right. And then we go to the last. And I did what no punter should ever do. I started to chase – I was keen on another award. I've gone large to get my losses back, which you shouldn't ever do. You should gamble responsibly. <laughs> and I got made to look an absolute mug. Yeah, I, you know what? Look, I do agree with you. Another award's run in the Sangster. You sort of think, right, you can win this one. But sometimes, um, you know, when they have those big runs and those big races, it might take that little bit out of them. And perhaps that was the case with another award. Serenus was just too good. What, well, I only had two in the quaddy, and so the Lombardo's cost me the quad because um, I only had Serenus and another award in here. But I, jeez, mm. I did my dough on another award. I couldn't have had, couldn't have had a worse day, Claire, and you couldn't have had a better one. And that's what it's all about because it's ashes to ashes, dust to dust. If Miles <laughs> doesn't get them, Claire must. <laughs> You know? I like that. Did you make that off the cuff? No, uh, well, look, don't tell David Taggart I stole it off him, okay. but it might be one of Tags's uh, off SEM <laughs> I like track. It. But don't tell him. Um, but you had a ripper, a superstar oh, day by you. Got 10 races at Murray Bridge. Let's see how we back up. We can push on. 
What do you think about now going to Murray Bridge? It's going to play pretty fair, I'd imagine, and we're, you're going to, every horse is going to get a look here. Well, I think that the big thing about Murray Bridge is that it's a big track. It's sweeping open. Uh, one thing to remember, though, of course, is that it is actually a wet track um, coming in. Look, the last time we raced there, the rail was out for the winning post to the 1,000 metres, out three metres. Um, and so now we're coming back in with the track. This weekend, the rail's at eight metres. So I think it's going to suit a little bit horses um, on the fence as well as off the fence. So. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Guess who's back in? Guess who's back in? The big boy. He's oh, run- Munster. Munster's running again. He's running again. And speaking of Munster, we've got the, we've got the jockey, the big boy, the weapon. Jess Eaton's going to be joining us on the other side of this. Oh, I love this. To run through go. her ride. So she, uh, I've got to thank her because she gave him a 15 out of 10 last time when I was stuck on a plane and didn't have a bet. So uh, I'm actually going today to Murray Bridge. Um, and every time I've gone to watch him, he's lost. And every time I haven't been there, he's won. So uh, I don't. I was thinking about staying home, but I'm going to go down and have a look. Let's go to a break on the other side of this. Jess Eaton to join us, one of our favourites here on the SA Betfair Edge. And don't forget, the Queensland Winter Carnival are teeding up. Group 1 racing everywhere up there. Uh, find better odds on Betfair Gamble responsibly. And don't forget, the Queensland WA Friday Night Betfair Edge shows, they are all up on the SEN app. You can go and catch all the cards from all the experts, all the tips, right there on the SEN app. We'll be back right after this. The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair. The Queensland Winter Carnival is heating up. Find better odds on Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the SA Betfair Edge. Miles Fitzner, Claire Lindop with you. The Queensland Winter Carnival is heating up. Find better odds on Betfair and um, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Claire, uh, she's one of our favourites. Uh, she's our favourite friend of the show. Friend of the show. She's definitely one of our favourites. She's riding in super form too, and we're going to miss her for a little while as well. She may be going on a little holiday, and that's not steward in force. That's <laughs> off her own back. Her name is Jess Eaton. She joins us. Hello, Jess. Good guys. How are you? Going well. Going well. Now, uh, fill us all in. When are you leaving? The story is you're going. James has got what some duties at Ascot, and I'm hearing that you might be just uh, just legging around Europe for maybe a week or two uh, with one of your friends. Yeah, um, James has been given an amazing opportunity to cover Royal Ascot with the Australian horses going over. Um, they trialled this morning, so uh, he's got plenty to do. He's got plenty on his plate, so um, I'm going to follow him over and just sort of follow him around for a bit. I've got my best friend joining me, so in between all that, we'll have a lot of fun just you know, gallivanting around London. I've never been, so I'm very excited. And um, if you've got any suggestions or recommendations, I'm all ears. Well, Jess, you have to go to Newmarket and you have to ride work for John Berry. You have to throw your your, your boots in. You will love riding out for John Berry. I'll sort that out for you. He is fantastic. He's like the Aussie Newmarket, they call him. He rides work in gumboots and shorts. Uh, Everyone knows him and loves him. He writes for the winning post as well. You probably know him. I'm allowed to say it on this show, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's he's the Australian correspondent, John Wathenberry. So Jess is asking for tips about where you can get the best curries in London and the good night spots to go (laughs) clubbing. Claire's like, throw your boots in and go (laughs) go riding at Newmarket. (laughs) Absolutely love it. Yeah, anyway, so that's exciting. Well done. Hey, uh, hey Jess, uh, look, you're riding in pretty good nick. I have to thank you, first of all. the other week, Munster, you just gave him an absolute 15 out of 10, the big boy. Um, uh, are you feeling like you, you, you're, um, you're sort of well in control, making good decisions? Because you look like you're probably just maybe lacking a few horses um, around you, but your form's pretty strong. Yeah, for sure. I think I'm riding really well and I'm in a good headspace. I'm confident with what I'm doing. Um, you know, sometimes you, 
you're limited with what's underneath you. But um, I think I'm giving every horse I'm on the best opportunity to run their best race. And um, certainly when you've got really nice horses underneath you like Munster, um, we're getting the job done. And um, he's a, he's an exciting horse. And I've been uh, over the moon with his preparation thus far. Uh, good ride, another award as well on the uh, the Sangster, and obviously she's won a nice couple of races in town for you as well. Oh yeah, nice mm. nice ride on another award. Hey, uh, let's get stuck into your rides here, Jess. Uh, Matty Raymond sends one over, Mister Me, and it's against a couple that well have been kicking around here. One being Karakazoo, but Mister Me comes off a nice win um, by a couple of lengths in a sixty four, and well looks reasonably well placed. This horse. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've got a lot of respect for Matty Raymond. I think she can really train. She's um been brought up very well and certainly understands her job. I'm really excited to ride this horse. It looks like it, it'll want a wet track, whether it'll get that um, on Saturday, I'm not sure, but um, I think he's certainly well placed. He draws really well and um, nothing like winning form, so hopefully he can go back to back. Race two is a two-year-old maiden. Look, they're all first starters, so as tipsters have got no idea where to look. I see you're riding a first starter. I'm, I'm over dancing um, from Alex Ray from Cranbourne, bringing it over. Do you know much about this horse yet? It has won a jump out. Um, have you got any idea of how she might go? Um, not too sure yet. I've had a little chat with um, one of Alex's connections, but um, I, I know Alex Ray back from my days in Caulfield, and um, he's quite an astute young trainer, so um, I'm sure it's well prepped. Um, obviously, it, you're hoping it's a, a nice jump and run sort of horse and can put itself on speed because it certainly makes um, the job for two-year-olds a lot easier, but um, I'm sure I'm sure it'll run a nice competitive race. Race number three, you ride a three-year-old filly here for Michael called Fonzalette, and this horse has sort of been thereabouts. If you go back to the last start at Morfittville when you rode it, you're only a couple of lengths off Q-Man in that maiden, and, and look, that form's going to stack up. We're going to look at Q-Man earlier in the day, but... It sort of looks a winnable maiden for Fonzalette here. I know starts with hellos in, but, I mean, it's not overly strong, this race. Definitely. Um, she's had a luckless prep. I think this horse is a lot better than her form suggests. Um, she had a lot of bad luck. She probably should have won, I think, second up this prep, but um, a lot of things have gone against her. Um, I'm not worried about the wide draw because she'll go back and um, produce late, but um, if things go away... I, I, I don't want to be claiming her, but she should be close to winning because the ability's there. She'll appreciate any give in the track um, and her preparation leading into Saturday's been good. So I, I can't fault the horse. Um, she just needs to get over all the bad luck she's having and get that win on the board. We'll because, stick with um, her, I think. She's yeah, certainly deserving of it. Race six, um, the 1,000-metre sprint. You've got a, a really fast little horse here from Nathan Hobson. First up, reward with return. Um, are you expecting him to be able to put a good show in? Not a bad race, this race? Oh, for sure. This this horse is a ripper. Um, I've ridden him throughout his career, like early days. Um, I think Nathan Hobson has his horse prepared really well. He really knows how to get the best out of him. Um, he's very honest, and even though he's first up, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be ruling him out. Let's go to race number eight. Uh, interesting runner uh, is Prince of Fences, and look, I was having a chat to Michael last night, and probably haven't had the the greatest of luck. Um, with Prince of Fences, especially sort of caught wide in a small field last time uh, and didn't sort of run on. It's a horse that, that can do it up front. Um, you know, it's been at the track and ran second there before and and you've got a pretty good relationship with this horse. Five starts for two wins and three seconds, so you've barely missed the placings. Gate 12 from the 1800. Where are you expecting to get to here, Jess? Uh, it's complicated because I think this horse runs best with cover. Um, but, you know, given that draw... You, 
you can't overcomplicate the race. So I'm tipping he's just going to have to roll forward and keep him happy. He's um, hard fit and he is a beautiful stayer. So I don't think being on speed is an issue for him, but it just takes away a bit of um, a bit of his finish late. He um, he's still right in the mix. I think he he can run a really good race. His gallop was super coming into to tomorrow, so um, he'll run well. I just think, unfortunately, I'm going to have to roll forward. Hopefully, there is a bit more speed than I'm than I'm anticipating, but. Um, he might end up finding himself outside the leader. So normally I do the next race, but I think I'll let you do Ah, uh, well, well, look, I'm, I'm going to find out tomorrow anyway. So the big boy, look, um, race, race nine, nine Munster, look, he gets in pretty handy at the weights again here. Uh, Jess, he's only got um, 56 on him. He didn't know himself last start. You gave him an unbelievable steer um, at Morfordville there on Derby Day in an 82 when he stepped up. He beat the rest of this field. He goes up a couple of kilos. Now... It's interesting here because he's drawn inside and the one thing I know from Murray Bridges, you don't really want to be drawn wide from the 1,200 start, um, if I'm correct with that. So is this just a matter of getting him jumping neutral, relaxing, and then sort of exposing him late? For sure. Um, I think it, it's a very uncomplicated race for him. The horse has got the ability to take bad luck out of the equation. Um, all he just needs is, is the gap at the right time to, to run over the top of him. This horse, um, I like to joke, is a weapon. He's going really well, and um, I I love riding him. So um, he's probably the, the ride I'm really looking forward to. Uh, he obviously has to get a run, one scratching to get in, but um, really, really looking forward to being back on him. Uh, the last race, Unlaced. Um, drawn a little bit awkwardly. Again, we're talking about barriers. She's drawn from 16. She looks like she's one of those horses that when she wants to do it, um, she really can produce. But And how do you sometimes, does it sometimes feel like that with some of the mares that you ride? You've got to get them in their right head space as well. For sure. She certainly does mix her form, but when she's on her best, she's um, quite impressive with how she can um, maintain quite a high cruising speed and still kick off the top of that and really make her rivals um, out of their comfort zone. So, yeah, if, she, if she's up to her best and, and, and racing well, she she's well and truly capable of winning this, but it's just a matter of getting her on the right day because she has clearly got that tendency to mix her form. Uh, Jess, can't let you go. Best of the day from you. Monster, without a doubt. <laughs> hey, we're all coming down, Jess. I was, and I had a chat to Depinto last night. We might actually, uh, we might, might, might need a driver coming back to Adelaide on the way back. I know you're heading to the airport, so if you could just jump in my car and steer me back to Adelaide uh, after the races, that'd be fantastic. Uh, well, hopefully we've got a win to celebrate on the way home. <laughs> it should be good. Hey, uh, look forward to seeing you. And uh, look, Jess, uh, best of luck. You're riding in great form, and uh, we'll chat to you again soon. Thanks, guys. Jess Eaton there, and she's riding in good nick, yeah. and hopefully she can give the big boy a pretty handy and steer. Good luck to both of you. It's yeah. fantastic. Thank you very much. Hey, uh, well, we've got to get in the card now, Claire. Ten races, plenty to cover. This is the SA Betfair Edge, the Queensland Winter Carnival. It's heating up. Find better odds on Betfair, and as always, gamble responsibly. The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair. The Queensland Winter Carnival is heating up. Find better odds on Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the SA Betfair Edge. Miles Fitzner, the sweetheart of the South Australian turf. Clear Lindop with you all thanks to Betfair. The Queensland Winter Carnival is heating up. And by gee, uh, there's some nice horses running around at Eagle Farm today. We'll talk about them a little bit later too. Um, but we do it all thanks to Betfair. As always, gamble responsibly. We're joined now by the guru from Betfair and also Winning Edge Investments. We have him every week to run through the card. His name is Lockie Mosley and he joins us. How are you, Lock? I'm good, Miles. I'm good, Claire. How are we doing? Good. 
Nice. Very nice. well, thank you. Looking forward to 10 races at Maybridge. Let's get through. 10 races. Just clear quickly. We'll touch on the track. Now, you know, sort of rain falling yesterday, maybe a little bit forecast also this morning. And like you said, the rail's out eight metres, but it should be fair. It can be a little bit um, on pace if the track is like back to the true and hasn't raced there for a little while. But I think with the rail out like that, it's going to race pretty fair. So, again, of course, you put that as a little bit of a caution that sometimes I want to get off the fence towards the end of the day. So perhaps looking for sweepers, but I think it's going to race pretty fair. Yeah, cold and wet tomorrow, at uh, today, should I say, at Murray Bridge. And, uh, right, let's get stuck into it. Uh, let's go to race number one on the card. And... Um, this is an interesting little race. Karakazoo, as uh, you both know, I've, I've got a fair bit of time for. Q-Man, I think, is uh, one that Locke's been on from the get-go, and I think you too, Claire, at one point. Valorock's not the worst either. Look, hard to split him here. I think Karakazoo might be a little bit short. Valorock and, and Q-Man might be the uh, the overs, but Mr. Me, I might even have a trifecta here. One, two, three, and five in a little try for me, Locke. Um, I think if the the track is downgraded to like a soft sort of heavy sort of range with the rain with the rain, sorry, I think Mr. Me can be thereabouts. Um, I actually am still going to put Caracasu on top. It's coming back from Group Two level last start, where it was three point seven lengths away from Serides, and that horse has since come out and uh, blown him away again. So that's the right form. Uh, Star Espresso, I thought, um, represented good value. Gets a nice little weight swing on Q Man can turn the tables, uh, Mr. Me, obviously. And, yeah, Q-Man in for fourth. I think he uh, he might get found out today. Oh. Yeah, I do like Q-Man as a horse, but I probably think you're right. When you're looking at a horse with a form of Karakazoo, it's hard to tip against him. So number one for me, 61 kilos is a lot of weight. Yeah. However, though, if the weather, especially if it does come up a bit soft, I know he's a strong type of horse. And that's when I thought Valrock might actually be the one that can um, can get up and do it again as well. It doesn't mind a bit of a sting out of the ground as well as um, as it won at Oak Bank when it was a little bit soft. So um, number five for me as well, Valrock to keep an eye on. Race number two, uh, well, unexposed form here. Um Look, I've literally written no idea. Uh, maybe the, the the JJ Fly for the McAvoys and Ladies Lunch uh, for the Jollies. They're the two that I sort of got around the $5 mark for those. Um, unless somebody else has got something that's jumping out. I really don't know here, but I might just play the eight and nine and hope for the best lot. Yeah, I don't know either. It's it's pretty tricky. Um, I just noticed Over Dancing's been pretty well backed um, early. Well, since the market's open, they sort of tumbled into it straight away. So jump out well. That might be a good guide. Also, Club Punter, Roslyn Day, Callum Murray are going excellent. They had a winner on Wednesday at Big Odds, and it was unseen as well. Um, yeah, that one, Test the Lord, JJ Flyer, but I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't really know here. Obviously, it's very hard to tip in these sort of two-year-old races, which no horses had a run. Um, also, one horse has had a run. Um, but I just think that you know, really the market is the way to go. I actually liked what Jess said about I'm over dancing and thought if it's going to be a jump and run horse from the middle of the field like that, it might be okay. But I also thought Ladies Lunch has jumped out really well. Um, and so, yes, I thought number nine, Ladies Lunch for me, I'll be going with that one. Race number three, uh, over the 1,200. Interesting little race here. Starts with hellos, just had a little bit of a break. So when it ran on the 4th of May, it ran second at Murray Bridge on a soft deck. It ran behind gloved. And I'm just not sure how good that form is. Short enough here at $2.25. I'm actually going to go with the experience here. Fonsolette, home deck. Um, it obviously works out the track. I think it's found a maiden here. Uh, Jess gets in at 55 and a half. She draws okay. Um, so I've got Fonsolette on top. But um, interesting to hear your thoughts, team. But I was probably happy just to risk starts with hello, second up uh, from a, what I probably consider a weak enough race to start before. 
Um, yeah, I thought, look, I've been on Fonzel at every start this prep and it's let me down, so I can't back it this time, so, you know, he's probably going to win. Um, I'm actually <laughs> with starts. <laughs> I'm with starts with Hello. I like what I saw against, um, who was it against? Um, gloved. Um, and that came out and ran okay in the city last start, so I think that's still the right form, drawn well. It's only got to improve, and last start was just a huge eye catcher. Freddie the Eagle, I think, but back to the trials. It's shown a bit of ability early doors, so maybe that one in preferred. And Sir Arminius can run a race as well. A legless lady here, one for Leon, is one that's been spec a little bit in betting. Um, I know its mum liked the wet, um, so I thought that was one that maybe at odds you could maybe have a little nibble with, number Ooh. 13, legless lady. haven't sat on that one, have you? Check work? <laughs> no, no, not recently. Uh, okay, yeah. um, I did ride Champagne Jane. She was always a little bit, um, potentially had, had the potential there and didn't quite reach it. Anyway, um, showing my age. Uh, number 12, Fonzolette, though, as well. I kind of agree with you. It's one that was sort of, we always get sucked into it because it always runs really well. Um, uh, and Freddie the Eagles, one I definitely like. Paul Gatt, David Jolly. So they're the ones I'm looking at. But I just thought, uh, agree with you, starts with Hello as well. The form was there and it's probably obvious favourite. But just looking for a bit of value, uh, including those numbers. But I thought Legless Lady each way. Let's go to race number four. Uh, I literally wrote here uh, F Field. This is as tough as old boots. This is the one where I think something's going to pop out of nowhere. Really, based on form, you probably have to have Vane Fox. And I think you have to have Vane Fox based off that Morfittville Parks run on the 5th of February. Ran in behind Strike Eagle, like only just, if it can get back to that sort of form, because um, I've got a little bit of time for Strike Eagle, I think it can win this. But I'm just not sure coming off that heavy deck run whether or not uh, it might have, you know, sort of actually come through that okay. So I'll be taking it on trust, seven on top, but gee whiz, I've got no idea outside of that lock. Yeah, not too sure. I thought Vane Fox was a little bit sure. Um, it was, it had its chance first up. I thought it was a little bit weak, to be honest. So it sort of hit the front and then just plotted late. So not sure whether it's a deserved favourite. Um, Chicago Storm was really good at the trials. That can go in there. Um, like you said, it's pretty tricky. Um, and Jopin and Seagal can make up the numbers, but not really keen here. Yeah, tough race, I agree. Um, but there's two I probably like in this. Um Number four, Chicago Storm, David Aldridge's horse. Baron Vorster takes a ride. Look, it's never been beaten very far, and it's only two runs. It was resuming this time. Um, trained down on the track. Uh, he's a very smart trainer, and I just think that's one that to, to definitely um, have a look at there. And Seagull, number two. Um, drawn a bit awkwardly. Um, Angus Chung does take the claim, though. John O'Connor's going really well. Um, look, it's his first run for um, John O'Connor, but I, I really think that this is a horse is probably one that... Um, all the reports is going really well. So uh, they're the two that I'm having a look at. Race number five, uh, benchmark Katie over the 2,500 metres. Dom Teneur's manager's done a great job because he's got a great book of rides. And I'm with Irish Butterfly here. I know it's 57.5 kilos from gate 13, but I think should be too strong for these. Coming out of that sand down run in behind Sounder Cannons, which was a 70 there, not bad. Before that, it was roundabouts with uh, Mombahar and Barmer Al. Um, look, I've got this on top. It's one of the better bets of the day, but th there is one danger, and I'm going to save Arrowtown Girl. Now, I've got a bit of time for Water Into Wine as a horse, and it ran second behind it in a 64 at Geelong. I'm just not sure whether or not um, it's going to keep going up. I know it gets in at 54 here, so Irish Butterfly, one of the best of the day for me, but I am going to save the seven Arrowtown Girl just in case. Lock. Um, I've got it the other way around. I think Arrowtown... Ah. Gill might uh, beat Irish Butterfly. Sorry, Miles. Um, 
Irish Butterfly just doesn't win. It's like, I mean, I know it's one to think four from 25, but just of late, it just always runs those eye catches and it sucks you in for next time. So I'm happy to go for the value of Arrowtown Gale. Huge run last start, was charging through the line. Um, 2,500, it's going to love. Um, Santana Fiego's scratched, so I have to leave that one out, obviously. Um, Capricorn Ridge is racing pretty honestly, and Matthew Sayers' stable's going really well, so that one can feel the numbers. Yeah, tough race, these uh, staying races, of course. Um, I was sort of looking around um, the Irish Butterfly form as well. Drawn a little bit awkwardly, but I don't know if it really makes that much difference over this um, this trip. Toyetic, I thought, some chance. Um, drawn well, um, and I think it might run the trip out, and it has one on the soft. Um, it probably needs to step up its, in class going into this race, but I thought there is a horse on the way up, and a, and a um, Wisher riding really well. Um, Murray Bridge, you seem to always sort of ride winners at Murray Bridge. Um, and ironical, I thought, some chance as well for Sue Yench, but, um, yeah, so number three, Toyetic. Race number six, I don't like that. It hurts. Um, race number six, especially with Dom on Irish Butterfly too, Lock, and you've gone the other way. I don't like that at all. Race number six, benchmark 68 over the 1,000. Yeah, it's made me feel sick here. Um, I'm, I'm going to give him another go here. How? Oh, you know I like the horse. Um, look, he doesn't have to travel far here. He's three from six. Um, the last couple, uh, yeah, look, I know they haven't been great. That run at Morfittville. He was three and a half lengths off Rushaway Lad, Calypso Rain, whatnot. But before that trolled up, he goes second up here where he's run okay. I'm with Howl on top. Silver on red um, is the danger for me. And uh, look, maybe even reward with return when we had Jess on. Speedy little horse. If it can get to, to a position and maybe it is a bit leaderish, might be hard to run down. Lock? Um, I see it exactly the same. I actually think Howe's the best bet of the day. Um, yeah, no luck last start um, when it was well in commission. Um, first up run was excellent. Drawn well. Gaddy knows the horse well. Best bet. Silver on red. The jolly runner will uh, will fill the Cornella. And I like Snappy Little Thing as a bit of a roughie. Oh, it's actually come in a little bit, so it's not too much of a roughie. Uh, come across from uh, Victoria for Jessie at Constantine. So good luck to her. I've seen exactly the same. Sorry, that's bad English. I have seen the race. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Have you seen it as well? Number two, how his run at Morphville last time, he actually got chopped out of it when he was about to really hit his straps. And the um, vets report said he actually came back um, with galloped on. So uh, I think it's a bit of a forgive run. If you look at his run at Oatbank where he was flying home and didn't, didn't even handle that track that well. Paul Gatt, I think, rides him the best. Um, 60 kilos, I don't think that'll be a worry for the big boys. So, number two, how for me. Silver and red is always a chance, and he always gets under my guard, and he does like the wet track as well. So, I'd be putting those two numbers in. Um, and I actually agree with you. Snappy little thing, number 10. Christine Pools, look, she sneaks over the border sometimes to the South, the South Australian races and um, comes across with the horses that she thinks are a good chance. I thought she was one at odds as well. Race number seven, uh, 1,200 benchmark 60. Uh, look, I'm... I'm... It's tough enough here. I've sort of got four numbers. I'm going to go with Colicar on top. I'm going to ignore the last run. I think this horse has got upside. If you go back to that run on the 12th of February, it was uh, only sort of 2.8, 2.9 off Manhattan times. Uh, and Pegasi was in there as well. Uh, look, the first up run wasn't fantastic. Um, 3.8 links off Q-Man and Speed Lover. I know that's probably not a huge sort of form reference race. I've given a chance to short stories for Will Clarkin at the top. I think that's uh, well over the odds at $12. Uh then let's go to Leanne for uh, the Fruit Camp Canberra Willow. I think this horse can improve too uh, if you take the, out the last run. And the last one that I want to have a little bit of a nib at is the 11 on front save for Jake Stevens. Just drawn ugly, so that's why I've got it down in the numbers. But uh, Colicar on top, maybe short stories a nibble, and then the other two. 
Yeah, I'm, I agree. Colocar didn't have any luck at all first up. It um, just got smashed on the fence and it just never, never got out. So um, from the same race, though, Just a Kid also didn't have a great deal of luck. Um, so those two can go one and two. Uh, I agree. I think Leanne will go quite well. Um, it's come back from a bit of a freshen up and it's two out of two at Murray Bridge. So that'll be storming home. Happy to just leave on Francais. I know there's a bit of a boom on the horse, but it hasn't been seen for a while, drawn poorly. And even down the bottom, um, two odd socks could run a race at odds. Shane Cowles was, we actually like two odd socks, don't we? We've yeah, he always pops up yeah, when you don't want him up. to. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with you. Shane Cowles actually been in form as well. Um, and I thought Just a Kid was a good chance. Um, Baron Vorst taking the ride there. So I did like number 10, Just a Kid, as a little bit of price as well in this race. Um, Leanne, I agree with what you're saying there as well, but I'm a big fan of short stories. Ben Price taking the claim for Will Clarkin. So I was looking at one short stories and I was looking at 10, Just a Kid, um, probably putting one on top. Let's go to race number eight. Uh, how competitive is this over the 1800? This is wide, wide, wide open. Uh, thrill kill, every chance for Peter Hardacre. I'm just going to work through my numbers here. Canberra Willer, uh, I think, can win. Uh, go to the four, Our Carney, second up. I think that's over the odds at $46 too, Our Carney from gate 13. Keep working through them. The number 10, Wild Imagination at $8 as well. Jake Toroke selected to ride that instead of Our Carney. Has to go in the numbers. 13 residue, Paul Gatt in the Huxtable Yard uh, has to be in there as well. And then Prince of Fences for Michael and Jess. I think, um, yeah, it hadn't had a lot of luck, this horse, and I think it might find a winnable race, especially. You've just got to watch these horses going back where they do their work. And, um, look, it's had one go at the track where it ran second there, so and two from two on the soft. So Prince of Fences at $10. Look, from a betting strategy, 17 each way. Um, probably going to go the two each way and maybe even a small little nibble on our carney, but like very, very tough, this lock. Very tricky. Um, I'm going to put Wild Imagination on top as a bit of value. Uh, first up, had no luck, and then they sort of threw it in the deep end at group two level, and it just led for some reason. And um, it actually looked all right on the corner at big, big odds, and it just sort of wilted in the last sort of furlong. So this is right back in grade. Um, and it's one and one at the track, so that one can go on top as a bit of value. Um, Claire's favourite horse, Resin Dew, is racing very well um, out of its grade. It, it drops back in grade as well. Drawn well, might be a little tiny bit of unders considering the last two starts we've been getting big, big dogs to find out. So um, that one in, and Rapid Razor and Thrill Kill can make up the numbers. Yeah, well, thank you for saying uh, my favourite horse, Residue, because I've been following it. It kind of has to win a race, surely. But I guess the disclaimer is it's been racing in some very competitive races, quite hard races. Uh, coming back to this grade, you're expecting it, if it brings that form, it can win. But sometimes um, they, they can always struggle to keep that form up that high. Um, but that number 13, Residue, I'm certainly having on top. It deserves a short quote. One you didn't mention, I think, Miles, is 16 in SAF, if I'm saying that right. Yep. Uh, Will Clarkins, I thought that was a horse that can... He's on the way up. Adding to my quaddie as we speak. Yeah, number 16. So that's probably the only one I'd really add to the mix. Agree with your comments about wild imagination and thrill kill. But, yeah, I'm going with 13 and there's something on 16. Race number nine over the 1,200. Benchmark 82. Some nice horses here. Bold stars, obviously, uh, back in grade will carry the top weight. Lockie Nidorf takes the claim. But I'm all about the big boy here. He only goes up a couple of kilos. He's back on his home deck. Uh, if you have a look at the stats here, uh, at the track, he's had two wins from three starts. The other time he ran second. On a soft deck, uh, well, he's had five uh, five placings, two wins and three th- seconds uh, uh, from 10 goes. Strike rate with Jess is uh, really, really good. He's two from three track and trip. 
Uh, this this match for me is each way all day at the current 6.50 and 2.25. And uh, look, dangers are clearly Calypso Rain. Uh, I think extra time can run a drum, you know, maybe Turby and the round them out. But uh, I'm all about the big boy for me, Locke. Um, I think extra time can turn the tables on your horse, sorry, Miles. It's got a 1.5 kilo weight swing. Yes, it's drawn wide, but maybe at that time of day, it might be best to be out in that sort of three-wide moving line and might be sort of storming home at the end. And I'm just worried that maybe barrier two for for Munster, it's going to get stuck, might be worst part of it as the day goes on. So um, extra time on top. Aguilette is racing really well this prep. Not a lot of luck last start. Um, Bold Star um, just did over did it last start at Flemington. If it can produce the run before, it's definitely in with a chance. And what's the other one? Calypso Rain in for fourth. Quite a few chances in this race. I do think the Munster deserves to be up the top, and you know, I hope he runs well for you. Extra time, I agree. Um, super run last start has one on the soft. Bit of an awkwardly drawn. Fifty nine kilos though. Um, so I'm sort of looking around to see what else. I actually really like No Name Lane. I thought it was a bit of a give run his first start. Um, he's probably is looking for a little bit further, however. I know it's only 1,200 metres, so maybe it's one to keep following, but I thought I'd have something on number 14, No Name Lane. Calypso Rain, loves a soft track. Toff Love also um, has raced well on the soft track, so now I'm throwing in way too many numbers. Um, but So basically I'm coming back to Munster. Yes, good on you, Claire. <laughs> right, race number 10, uh, last of the day over the 1,400, benchmark 64. Uh, this is my best of the day team, Castle of Kings. Will Clark and... And Ben Price, uh, look, goes second up here at Gawler on the soft before. I thought that was pretty good. I know it didn't beat a lot, um, but it'll only improve from that. Go back to last prep. You know, running two and a half links off So You Can, who I've got a little bit of time for before that at Gawler. Uh, gave Harry Hotpants a touch up there by five links, if you don't mind, at a $1.24 quote. It's been thereabouts, been crunched early, still getting $4.20, all about Castle of King's best of the day. Um, I think Boom Boom Sweet can come across the border here and step up in grade. Um, it does have to step up in grade, but last night it just sat three and four wide the whole way on a hot tempo, and it still, still had the audacity to keep charging through the line for a really nice third. So um, it draws well. Opperman uh, takes a two-kilo claim. I think it's a really good value at around the $14 mark. Sacred Amour drops right back in grade. Uh, has a bit of weight, but I think it'll be thereabouts. Striking style, big roughy down the bottom there. Um, has two duck eggs next to the form line, but its runs have been actually quite luckless. So maybe have a little tiny nibble on that one and jump mint in for fourth. Oh, this is a pretty even race to sort of finish the day. I agree with you, Castle Kills is there too. Castle of Kings, there's to be favourite. Ben Price taking the claim, but still got to carry that sort of 58 on um, softest track. Um, again, Bolt by one at Murray Bridge. It's last start, only a class two, but I think it's the sort of horse that can improve from here. Um, Intersaf ran second to it, so if it runs well on the previous, I think look at um, Bolt by number nine. Um, and also maybe throwing in, I thought Striking Style as well. Um, agree with you, Lockett does like a little bit of the soft track. Carbone is another horse that likes to come right down the outside, does like a soft track. Um, and it's one of those horses that can win at these sort of races as well. But uh, Castle Kings deserve to be favourite, but I'll be just including a couple of numbers in your last race. That completes the card. On the other side of this, our best our values in our lays of the day. This is the SA Betfair Edge. Thanks to Betfair. Play your way with Betfair and find better odds on the French Open. As always, gamble responsibly. The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair. The Queensland Winter Carnival is heating up. Find better odds on Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back 
to the SA Betfair Edge. Miles Fitzner, Claire Lindop, Lockie Mosley with you all. Thanks to Betfair, of course, in the Queensland Winter Carnival. It's heating up. Find better odds on Betfair, as always. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Right, best of the daytime team. Lock, you're up. Um, I think best bet will be race six, number two, How Excellent run first up at Oakbank. Then last start, it was completely luckless. This is a good horse going forward. Our next best is race five, number seven, Arrowtown Girl. Real eye catcher through the line last start. Paul Pushka over 2,500 metres. He has his horses rock hard fit. Baron Vorster takes the ride, gets down in the weights. This thing will be storming over the top of them late. Um, our roughie is race 10, number 16, striking style. As mentioned in the preview, um, it's got two duck eggs next to its form line, but it's actually going all right. It hasn't had much luck. And we're going to lay a race one, number three, Q-Man. It's been very good its last three starts, but I just think it's not well weighted versus a couple today. So happy to uh, leave that one alone. Claire Bear. Murray Bridge, um, like a few horses well, here. Well, I hope so. <laughs> um, just hard to find the best, best in the value. But race four, number four, Chicago Storm. Baron Vorster, I think that's going really well. Got some good form there. Race three, number 13, Legless Lady for my value. I think that's a bit of a price around that. I actually really agree with race six, number two, Howl. And, of course, we risk me not to mention race eight, number 13, Residue. I've been on it the whole time. Uh, it's come up favourite here, but I think it can get the job done for us. Uh, and I'm going to lay race seven, number 11, on Francais. Alrighty, uh, my best is race 10, number 10, Castle of Kings. So Will Clark and in the last. I can't believe I'm doing this. Uh, Next best, race five, number two, Irish Butterfly in a 2,500-metre race. I've just got to stick fat. Lockie, you and I might have to have a beer on it. Um, but by That's gee, right. I hope something goes wrong because I'm really worried about yours. So just take it easy, team, if you're backing it. And value all day, Munster, he's overs. The big boy's overs. He's $6.235. Uh, if he goes under, he won't be going under by much. I can tell you that much. So... Um, he is over some mine. No lays. Hey, Locke, uh, appreciate you chiming in, mate. We'll have you uh, on again, same time, same place next week. Easy. Thanks, Miles. Thanks, Claire. Happy punting. Locky mostly there from Winning Edge Investments. Claire Bear. Also, I wanted to mention, sorry, did you cut you off? Caulfield today. Yep. Got to watch Adelaide Horses, Dexalation, race one, number one, getting across there for Richard and Chantel Jolly. Uh, and also Hop on Harry, which is a horse we have followed, uh, Leon and Andrew Lewis horse in race three, number five. Both little smoky chances. I'll be having little tiny nibbles, but the one you should have a nibble on, Eagle Farm, race four, number one, twin stars for the McAvoys. I made it my best down here. It goes to the size produce up there. It's about 12 or $13. Uh, worth a little tiny each way bet there on twin stars up at Eagle Farm. Claire, good show. Super. Hopefully your tipping form continues and long may you reign. Good luck with Munster. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> Heading down to the track today. If you're down there, come and say good day. Say hello. We do it all thanks to Betfair. Play your way and find better odds on the French Open. As always, gamble responsibly. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.